0: Is that all you've got? Is that all you can conjure, movie men? Well, yes it is, but you're the ones listening, so get over it. I'm Callum O'Toole, I'm joined as ever by my loyal
1: cohort, Ollie Britton. Ollie, how are you? The only one, left remaining. I know! The loyalist of cohorts. The other ones have fallen by the wayside. (laughs) I'm good, mate. I'm good. Very well. Lovely stuff.
0: And welcome, listener, to the podcast. We hope you enjoy the next, however long it is. Indeed. God knows how long. Uh, Ollie, last week some unsuspecting users of Tinder got any idea what Tinder
1: is? Officially, no, ah. if my wife's listening. <laughs> no, I actually do know what Tinder is. It is it just like a rubbish version of Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a straighter version, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Anyway, some unsuspecting users of Tinder were duped into thinking they were chatting up a girl called Ava. But in reality, Ava was actually a robot. And the whole thing was a promotional tool for sci-fi film Ex Machina. <laughs> Machina. Is it (laughs) passenger? Machina. (laughs) Machina. Machina. So what I want you to tell me is who or what from the world of film Mm.
1: is fanciable Mm. but really shouldn't be. Oh, just too many. Um, I think like this is a bit of a cheat because obviously portrayed by a real actress, but technically software. The Merovingian's wife in The Matrix, played by Monica Bellucci. Uh huh. Obviously. Played by a real person. But it's she's software. She's software. Um so that's like that's like on the more normal end of the spectrum. (laughs) Yeah, the more acceptable end of the spectrum. Yeah, like okay, it's like a normal actress. Then you like get into like cartoon and you're like (laughs) basically any Disney lead that's a female. Even the male. I mean a lad (laughs) has got beautiful eyes. Jasmine, Cinderella, Belle, they're all just smoking hot. Is that okay? I mean they're all over sixteen, aren't they? Well that that is the idea of the question, you know? Yeah. It's like some it's not okay, but it kind of is. But everyone, everyone feels the same. Yeah. And then you keep going up like Marge Simpson. <laughs> Marge she's the yellow. Simpson. Yeah, but she's kind of hot, though. Marge she's Simpson? She's a great mother. She's a good wife. <laughs> she's a fine cook. Exactly. Yeah. It's she's a respectable woman. Exactly. About town. Um, and if you go really further, I mean, it gets pretty, I mean, pretty obviously sort of bestiality. I'm looking at Nala from The Lion King. <laughs> when she's fully weaned, when she's grown, she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's got a, a femininity about her that's kind of attractive. Right. Well, she talks. I did ask for one. But, you know, you
0: just <laughs> obviously. Yeah. You it's a problem you for me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I thought I was burning the candle at both ends with a bit of, you know, a bit, bit close to the bone and the cartoon, the best. Yeah. I'm going to take back to 1996. Okay. Space Jam. Okay. But I ain't talking Michael Jordan, I'm talking Lola Bunny. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I think yeah. we're both despicable people. I think everyone's turned off now. <laughs> like, well, what is this? I wanted to listen to movies, and go the two of the most disgusting men <laughs> you ever well, find. At least in Buckinghamshire. This is a new kind of life, or a new step in evolution.
1: You are chappy. Chappy!
0: Well, that's not the only thing we're going to be talking about. True We're going to be reviewing some films Damn right And the first film under to review tonight is going to be Chappie 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 So sci-fi thriller From South African director Neil Blomkamp mm. uh, Chappie's set in Johannesburg And it sees Dev Patel playing an engineer Who develops an advanced sentient robot Named Chappie Hence the film called Chappie uh, Which is played by Charlton Copley mm. um, However vested interest from the city's gangs And a rival engineer played by Hugh Jackman mess with the pair's chances of living happily ever after, or even for a very
1: short period of time. So, Ollie, did you enjoy Chappie? I did enjoy Chappie, I'll admit to you, I didn't really um, get a lot of the hype um, going into the film, Like, I didn't actually see a lot of the promotional stuff going in, so I didn't have huge expectations, Mm -hmm. which I think was a good thing. Um, I'm definitely a fan of Blomkamp, really enjoyed, hilarious name, really enjoyed District 9, really enjoyed Elysium, um, I'm a big fan of Chaplow as an actor, did I say that right? Copley. Copley. (laughs) Chaplin. It's like Chuck Chaplin Copley's love. Yeah, big fan of him as an actor, so I was looking forward to this film massively. Um, Once I sort of more after after seeing it, I was like, oh, okay, well, no wonder I liked it. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was um, very well put together, typical of him, um, but also some new stuff in there as well. Um, you said you didn't really like it so much well, at the beginning, but did at the end. Yeah, so I
0: spent a lot of the time thinking it was quite a like run-of-the-mill kind of thing. I didn't think mm-hmm. that they developed the concept, you know,
1: whole, the, the sci- well
0: just the whole thing was like yeah. just your standard sci-fi
1: sure. bad company yeah, 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 kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, the not, yeah, the evil big company. Yeah, the evil big company. The nice guy who works for them. Yeah, who's like into the science of it. Yeah, the, technolo- the technology. Like, I guess you know, so. The good guy I guess fighting so. against
0: that. But as the film went on, I kind of like got into the themes of it a bit more and yeah. a bit more I thought it was I thought it became more original as it went on yeah essentially and the ending kind of knocked me for six well, that, even that though, was bomb camp. yeah yeah I should have seen that coming yeah. judging by his previous films but yeah. it kind of really you know took me back to that's sort of the last 20 minutes so I'm yeah. kind of my enjoyment of the last 20 minutes balanced with my not enjoyment for the sure. first like hour and 15 kind of you know, it's a difficult thing to, to gauge.
1: How much do you think it was to what level you're in? Did Chappie? Because for me, I found like I fell in love with Chappie.
0: Yeah. Um, well, he is the film. I mean.
1: Did you think maybe you didn't? And maybe that's why you're a bit bored? Or? No,
0: I really liked Chappie. But yeah. But I found every other character okay. around him, one, un, like not believable. Yeah. But that's kind of, you know, Camp's world that he's created there isn't yeah. the real world. And I find that sort of a bit difficult to balance the fact that yeah. it wasn't the real world and these characters were behaving in a very unusual way. Sure, the characters of Mummy and Daddy, yeah, for instance, Ninja and um, Yolandi, yeah, that changed
1: significantly
0: all of a sudden. But yeah. you've got an interesting thoughts. Yes, yeah, see, why... I,
1: I enjoyed that, and that's why I thought they were very three dimensional because I think Blomkamp t- t- steers away from goody-baddie. Um, certainly, in all of the, like there 's as- aspects of all the the leads that are not necessarily that likable or not necessarily m- that morally sound, and then also aspects of them that are I think so with Ninja and Yolandi, I think he did such a good job, and also the actors did such a good job to make me hate them at some points and love them at others. I mm. thought in that sense it 's three dimensional um, so even though it was wacky and big and they were very extravagant and this ultra South African gangster figures that maybe you thought were a bit too. Crafted in fiction, I actually thought they were very believable, and I did buy into the storyline. So no spoilers, obviously. When things twists and turns happen in the movie, I was invested in the characters in that sense. There's some dodgy dialogue as well, especially early on, <laughs> yeah. where you know they're, they're in, the
0: gangsters are in their hideout, and yeah. Yolandi literally says, "One last big job, yeah? yeah. and
1: yeah. then we get out while we still can." Yeah, I know. that's my awesome South African accent. But <laughs> like they're, they're reading, reading from a, a, yeah. a script, yeah. Well, I so, guess so. But but in that sense, I think Blomkamp's always very... Um, he gives himself a challenge because he deals with these huge concepts and big journey... Like, the course of his films deal with whole cities, whole nations, whole worlds in some senses, but yet he also roots it in individual character mm. stories. Some, something so simple as, like two People that love each other father, son, father, daughter, husband, wife, so he robot has the, parents robot like <laughs> parents <laughs> so he has that within this massive thing that's going on, so he gives himself a challenge for you to go okay i'm I'm watching this wider big picture and all the explosions, but also do I care with the individual plot line so i I think he stepped up to the challenge
0: and it also gets quite philosophical as it goes on, you know the whole big nature time. of the consciousness yeah, and you know physical form to well conscious form and, yeah you know the intangible thing like conscious form compared yeah. to a physical body yeah and things things of that nature so it does, I think that when he goes and explores that it becomes a lot more interesting yeah um and you know even the action didn't I
1: didn't feel too overdone to me I no. it was interesting oh I think that's one of the things that was applauded about him obviously we'll talk about District 9 is the way that he stepped onto the scene with not necessarily loads of experience and wasn't that original in the way he shot action, but still made it look beautiful, and I think mm. there were some great scenes in Chappie, like we mentioned um, p- potential spoilers here, but there's a, a, a particularly violent scene involving Chappie, and there's a great slow-mo close-up of him on fire, and it's just a really, I just think he, the, the, the director, the ph- photography did a fantastic job of crafting the action in a way that leads you in the way that Blomkamp wants you to feel with the characters. And then going back to what you said about the theme there, I think this, this was his biggest question yet. District 9 he talks about race Elysium he's talking about wealth in this film he's talking about consciousness the philosophy of thought I think therefore I am so like he's delving in some deep stuff which is funny because it does come out of nowhere because at the start of the film you're like oh this is all kind of quite cute and simple and you know whatever you thought may be a bit stereotypical but Mm -hmm. then wow he hits you with some big questions which he doesn't necessarily answer Yep, but no, I don't, don't criticise him for that.
0: But, you know, I don't think he ever intends to set out like that. I think I he's, agree. I think he's just, you know, making these points. He's not getting too bogged down in the technicalities and in the detail. No. He's just saying, you know, this is a snapshot. And this, yeah. you know, there's an interesting thing about it, is that it is also over this five-day period. It's not too broad and a I scale. I love that.
1: He does the same District 9 when talking yeah, yeah. about it. You yeah, know? exactly, yeah. He He puts a time frame on it, um, which is odd, again, that you believe it, because so much happens in that time, mm-hmm. but... You know, I think he does that very well. But by he has the character at the heart of these big stories. Mm. And that's what he does so w- well. We often criticise action films for being too much explosion, too much effects, like where's the actual drama? Whereas he roots all all the action, all the explosions, all the grandness, he roots that in character storylines, you know, and emotion. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's rate it out of ten. So it's mm. so actually getting pretty caned by critics. It's
0: yeah, it's yeah, you know, yeah it's pretty low on Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of people mm. aren't liking it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's for the reasons that we talked about earlier. You know the the plot and things like that. Yeah. But
1: what would you give this film out of ten? Yeah, it's tough because I don't want to be too sensationalist and jump in the huge number just because I really, really enjoyed it. I want to try and be analytical. But I think I just I really love his work. I think it's another great film from him. I love the questions he's asking and the way he does it. So for me, I'm going to give it like an eight point three. Quite high. Um, yeah. I found
0: I think the way it develops as I said I really enjoyed but yeah. I think that a large portion large part of the f- part large, Porsche, believe, large portion a large portion of the film could have been better yeah uh, and that it just takes too long to kind to of develop into yeah. a really into a really good original state so
1: mm. I'm going to give it 6.5 boom okay so quite a big difference so to average we're looking around 7 somewhere aren't yeah, we somewhere around there we'll do the math later we're going to definitely do the math later <laughs> <laughs> got nothing else to do <laughs> thinking robot could be the end of mankind. Destroy that robot. Burn it to ash. I am consciousness. I am alive. I am Jeppy.
0: Okay, so Ollie's challenge time.
1: What's going on this week, Ollie? Here we go. So, um, in, uh, in, in paying tribute to the fantastic actor who features in both the films we're reviewing, Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, I think it was Charlie Chaplin you before. <laughs> yeah. <Shalto> Copley? <laughs> yeah, Charlto Copley. Charlotte Copley. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be, there's going to be, this is going to be a typical de- game of um, lie, lie, truth. Okay? Right. So you know that game when you go. You no. Okay, <laughs> you, you tell three stories, yeah. two of them are a lie, one of them are truth. However, okay. I've got two actors here from Hollywood. Okay. One of them is from South Africa, but each of them is going to play Lie Lie Truth with you, obviously, and one of them will be about them being from South Africa. So okay. with the game, you've got to find out who is actually from South Africa. This is exciting. I still I don't, don't quite understand what's going on. Well, you will. Okay, okay. so this is, so the first person, Charlie Theron, okay? These mm. are her three stories. One, I am from South Africa, mm-hmm. okay? Second story, when filming a sex scene with Ben Affleck... A friend of mine dared me to pretend to fart on him for a joke. When push came to shove, I actually did fart in pretending to. The whole crew heard and laughed, and it was a big embarrassment. Okay, that's the second story. Right. Third story I accidentally referred to Will Smith's character as Footcock instead of Hancock during a press conference for the movie. Okay, so which one of those is true, which, is which, which one is true, and which two are false? But wait, second person. <laughs> okay. Digimon Haumzu, obviously famous for Blood yeah. Diamond, etc., yeah. um, etc. First story. I'm a Stad. That we reviewed. That, that we did review. Mm-hmm. Great film. Me and Leo DiCaprio are good friends and regularly play poker with a group of friends once a month. One month, he invited Bobby D. Rob De Niro. <laughs> I was going to say, who's Bobby D? Bobby D. <laughs> Isn't he uh, like a 1950s No, no Bobby or D is um, Carlo. Um, what's his name? The guy Star Wars. Cloud. Cloud Cuckoo Land? No, you know Star Wars. Um, Cloud, you know, with um, Lando. Isn't this an actor named Bobby D? Oh, is it? Bobby D. I'm sure he's in (laughs) Scrubs. Anyway, um, Bobby De Niro. Anyway, it came to a head to head with me and Bobby, okay? With the cap on the amount of money involved, we ended up betting items of clothing, to the happy surprise of some of the girls at the table. Unbelievably, I beat his two pair with a three of a kind, and he had to carry on the whole evening with nothing on but his birthday suit. What can I say? The man pulled it off in style and stayed true to his word, even in the taxi ride home. Furthermore, he was more than happy for me to sell the clothes on eBay and donate the proceeds to charity. First story. Second story, I'm from South Africa. (laughs) Third story. Not as long, that one. No. Third story, I moved to France at the ripe age of 13, and after dropping out of school, I became homeless, until a chance meeting with a photographer led me to a fateful introduction with Thierry Mugler, who encouraged me to pursue a career in modelling. So, with Charlie's Theron, we have three stories... One is true, two are false. Which one do you think is true? She is South African. And then with Dijon and Hounzu, we have <laughs> three this stories. One, which one do you think This is true? one is a lot more difficult, because after you gave me that really long one, I was like, he's not going to make that up, is he? That, I was gonna,
0: but then you gave me a really long one, which was the third one. So I was like, oh, well, so I'm going to rule out that he is South African. Okay, I'm going to say that is false. Okay. So there's a toss-up between the other two. Okay, Now, the first one sounds like something you've done... <laughs> I wish I'd had a (laughs) poker game with Robert De Niro so I'm going to say maybe not that one I'm going to go to the third one because I don't think you could have made up that Thierry guy's name okay
1: so that's my
0: that's my train of thought there okay this Thierry guy's a real man Jimon Hunsu has met him and that's what's going on. And you actually played poker with Robert De Niro. <laughs> and
1: Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, you're 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 right on uh, two counts and not three. You are right. Charlie Theron is from South Africa. Famous Hollywood actor from South Africa. Triss. Um, or actress. Well, actor. Actor. Well, depending no, actor. On actor. Let's not be sexist. Well, it's depending on the, the person's preference. Apologise to any feminists who don't like him, Apologise to feminists who do like it uh, something along those lines apologize to the yeah. men who are offended we were not included in the discussion <laughs> yeah uh, fuck you it's not an <laughs> offended <to be laughs> <laughs> offended by sexism something um Racism? Racism? I don't know what's going on. Let's, we'll call Blomkamp and get him to do a movie about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're correct, yes, he did that. The story of him um, becoming homeless is true. He did meet that photographer, and that's how it got him into acting. Uh-huh. Um, but you're wrong, unfortunately I never played poker with Bob De Niro, I just made the whole thing up. Oh, right. But I wish!
0: That's such a good story! Actor,
1: writer.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always writing. Always writing. So
1: you're absolutely right, but anyway, both fantastic. Um, uh, I, but I did a lot of research on who is famous from South Africa. Um, you know the guy in the Mummy Mummy films? I think he plays, not Imhotep, the bald guy. He's one of the Egyptian kings that sort of... He, he doesn't play Imhotep. Um, oh, maybe he does. He must play Yes, Imhotep, Imhotep and yeah, he loves the moon. Yes, he's from South Africa. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, um, the guy in... Um, Oh, I've forgotten. But yeah, I just <laughs> thought <it'd be> interesting. <laughs> the guy. But Charlie's Theron, I had no the idea. Guy, no, I the guy in the film, yeah, Charlie's <laughs> Theron from South Africa. I didn't, I didn't know that. Ah, so okay. hopefully she's not listening because she probably would have been offended by so my... So offended. Ter- and also my terrible South Africa. I think it's pretty idea. good, buddy. I think you're doing okay. But, anyway, four points for the challenge. And else who played. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming along. <laughs> We're coming to you from the entrance of District Nine. The refugee camp set up to separate aliens from the general population. We've seen heavily armed forces being deployed into District 9. Nobody really knew what this place was.
0: So we've mentioned it a couple of times already tonight, but we've trawled through the archives to review for your listening pleasure. A film from years gone by, and that film is District 9 there can be no more fitting film to partner Chappie because it was directed by Neil Blomkamp Neil Blomkamp just as Ch- Chappie was Charlie and it stars Charlie Chaplin <laughs> hence why it's called Chappie I know a different film now Didn't sorry it. District 9 that's yeah. what we're on about absolutely from 2009 so if you haven't seen District 9 little brief rundown of the plot uh, this time Shalto Shalot Copley Chaplin Shalot Shalto Copley yeah Uh, Plays an employee of a shady private military company And he's tasked with evicting thousands of stranded aliens Mm. Or prawns as they are commonly referred to in the movie Who've settled in a Johannesburg slum Mm. But when things go wrong For Chateau Copley's character Vicus, He finds himself pursued by his employers And reliant on the help from the very aliens He's attempting to get rid of So this film Mm. As with Chappie Is based on a short film Yes indeed so, do you think that comes out in the film? We already talked about the duration and the length yeah. of time. So obviously, you can't it's very difficult in a short to yeah. show that passage of time. Exactly. So, do you think, how much do you think this film has been influenced by being based on
1: a short? Yeah, I think it definitely shows Blomkamp's passion to... Um, obviously, with those two short films, he wanted to do more than just have as shorts. And the fact that he was able to extend them to features... Um, you know that just shows that obviously he he has these concepts and he wants to, he wants to work them out he wants to see them go bigger mm-hmm. um, and as which is why it's such a challenge because it's a huge concept there's loads to fit in and again he does it in this tiny tight um, time frame it's, what is it like seventy four hours maybe three or four days I think the whole
0: uh, yeah well I think it's seventy four well seventy four hours is the is last final time...
1: exposure isn't it yeah yeah, yeah um, which we're, we're not giving too much away but seventy four hours away. is the last time frame we can always be a bit more liberal with spoilers for the archive go watch the film yeah yeah yeah, no I think it's um, I I think it it, it, I think it's something to be commended in him that obviously because for District 9 that was his first feature that was he was new Mm -hmm. to the scene and then now with Chappie who has obviously made a lot of money a lot of success with District 9 and Elysium in between but he's still going I want to do the films that I had my heart in I want to expand that short I did rather than maybe someone handing him just a big action script and him going okay I'll do it for the money Mm -hmm. Um, so I think plaudits to him there it's. Um, I think the aliens themselves are quite well Imagined, yeah, quite so. well presented
0: You know the CGI is very good yeah. um, But they also They also because they are intended To represent, you know it's an apartheid Parable, they're intended to represent I guess black people in South Africa From yeah. you know that era era Of their history and it's based on you know, the, the forced removal from the slums of the black yeah. people in South Africa. Absolutely. So there is a sympathetic element to them as well. And, you know, mm. the idea is that they're not understood, yeah. they're downtrodden, yeah. derogatory terms, yeah. prawns. Prawn, yeah. So, in the way that, you know, we talked about Chappie being the star of Chappie, yeah. the aliens are the stars of District 9, definitely, really, you know, definitely. even though Vickers is the character we see it through. Definitely. How much do you think the aliens come across as sympathetic characters in this?
1: Well, yeah. Well, I think. I mean, I think they do massively, in the way that they obviously that parallel is obvious from the beginning. You know, it's set in this documentary style, and you have some chilling scenes, like when there's one of the police officers saying, you know, they're called prawns because they do look like prawns, don't they? Yeah. You know, that is, and it makes you think of that, say, a horrible scene in Django when DiCaprio's talking about black people saying, you know, they're they're simpler, they've got bigger, smaller brains, yeah. right? they look like monkeys, so that's what they are, and it's this horrible, you know, s- this simple. You know, blatant um, sort of Neanderthal. Where there's somebody that's different from me, yeah. so I will hate them. I will dislike them because I know who they are. So he sets that up well from the beginning, and you understand the parallel. But by having our main character go from human and begin this transformation, and not to give. Spoilers happens at the end, but from, it's quite early doors, you, he gets, one of his hands turns into an alien hand, mm-hmm. I think I think we can say that much, so you, yeah. you see this transformation, I think that allows us to go through his thought process mm-hmm. of going from simple bureaucrat for this company that is trying to excel. you know, these other creatures, into slowly understanding and even caring about them, so I think that's crafted really nicely, and, and definitely as an audience member, it doesn't take me long to care for the um, prawns or the aliens. Um, doesn't take me long at all.
0: You mentioned in um, Chappie how Ninja and Yolandi, yeah. uh, in some t- uh, sometimes they behave in quite a you know, sympathetic, kind way towards yeah. Chappie, yeah. and then other times they behave in totally yeah. horrendous, abhorrent ways. Yeah. It's very similar with Vickus in this and definitely. the aliens, you know, the and especially mm-hmm. as he becomes more like the aliens. Yeah. So he, understa- he gets to understand them a bit more. How much does that come out of you?
1: Yeah, I think definitely at the start it's, he uses these tactics for manipulation. You know, being nice to them to get what he wants or being horrid. He's like, good cop, bad cop. You know, he's like, sign the form, please, matey, come on. And if he doesn't get it, he's angry. You know, the yeah. guy's in with guns standing next to them. Yeah. But then as we go through the movie, he actually has a dialogue. He, 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 he forms a friendship. You know, he basically sacrifices, it looks like, maybe almost his life for this community of aliens and certainly the one friend that he makes. Um, and again, you can see the seeds of some of the same themes in Chappie that there's, there's a baby, there's a child alien. And by using that child thing, he accesses something in the audience that every no Person cannot sympathise with a baby. A baby, mm. something you know, puppy dog is the cutest dog. A kitten's the cutest dog. A cat. So he knows. Get a baby alien, and instantly you're a bit more like, oh, I don't want to see yeah. a baby alien die. Happy to see a grown alien die, but second, there's a kid involved. Yeah, he does. Maternal, he... paternal instincts come yeah. forth. Just like in Chappie he likes to tug on the heartstrings a little bit with these. Chappie's like a kid, and advanced, a baby. These yeah.
0: advanced babies, because obviously exactly. the they're the both cleverer alien. than a normal baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um The mockumentary style that you mentioned as well—that yeah. that works, I think, a lot better in this film than it does in Chappie
1: they do it a little bit at the beginning of Chappie, but it's kind of for yeah, me it's shoehorned In there, they abandon it in Chappie. I, yeah, think, do. I don't know if that was a production thing or, but it's certainly carried out in District mm. Nine. It's certainly it's almost like a tale, you know, because yeah. it says at the beginning, you know, I want you to learn from what happened, and it's set up like something has happened, and we're going backwards to learn what that is. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that we don't get completely drawn into the story. Mm. You know, you start on the outside, but you're ripped in. Through the character of Vickers,
0: and just finally with obviously with Chiappi, there's a big metal facade that's yeah. holding Shal- Shalto Copley's performance yeah. back visually. Yes. Whereas in this film, obviously he's Vickers, and oh, what well, I suppose again he has a you know he he has that transformation. Physical so, aspect's you know, changing. Yeah. The, the that yeah that physical aspect to him as well, but you get a better idea of the collaboration
1: between yeah. actor and director in yeah, this film. Definitely. How do you feel that sort of? Manifest itself Oh I think it's clear That they they must have Worked together beforehand And it's clear Probably in the shorts Yes (laughs) And it's clear They've got a partnership You see it He works in Elysium And he's in Chappie Mm. They obviously work Incredibly well together And District 9 I mean the man was Nominated for an Oscar And rightly so I mean whether or not He should have won or not I can't remember Who else was nominated But he's an incredible It's an incredible performance A lot of the time He's not acting With anyone Because they Mm -hmm. Obviously these aliens Were um, created afterwards, he said there was an actor, I've forgotten the name, well, so who did play all the aliens yeah. for him to improv with. But a lot of the time, it was his, um, you know, his own performance and own sense of imagination. But it's it, an incredibly isolated performance it as is well, massively. Because He's on his own.
0: Yeah, for,
1: for vast yeah. parts of the movie, he's on his own. He's isolated by both camps. That's what I love about it. He's yeah. isolated by the humans, and he's not necessarily massively welcomed in by the aliens, yeah. he's, he's, he's an outside in every sense. Mm. and I think by doing that we're made to realize what it must be like to be an alien in that situation. But his performance is incredible. The journey he goes on from the beginning, awkward, funny, even Brentish bureaucrat, to, a lot of that dialogue's improved Yeah well I can believe that military, and, yeah. and, he, and that just highlights his skill further But then the fact that he turns into this fug- fugitive He has to discover courage Discover physical strength as well as There's loads of emotional stuff going on Loads of emotional stuff With him as a person becoming brave And I think that highlights wh- what it means to be brave Against things like racism It's not just about standing up and getting in a, getting in a fight It's about your mental attitude so Are you going to live a life putting up with the undercurrent of racism, or are you going to stand up and be brave enough, emotionally and mentally, to challenge, um, to challenge the status quo? So I think all of that comes through in his performance. Okay, so let's rate this bad boy Woo! out of ten. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic, and I still think this is the best film he's done. It's better than *Elysium* and better than *Chappie* for me. Um, it was criticised by some people for maybe not doing dealing enough with the theme, but I. I don't, I, I just think he asks some great questions he doesn't need to answer them and the way it's done the style, the format mm-hmm. everything from the sci-fi to the acting I think it's a strong 8.7 out of 10 8.7 um, yeah
0: I really enjoyed this enjoyed it more than Chappie yeah. on a consistent basis I thought it was very originally done even though obviously it's a very it's an apartheid parable and it is yeah. quite the theme is quite clunky it's, but you know it's a very difficult thing to handle mm. you know I'm not sure really how he could have done it in a non-clunky way yeah. so that's one thing and then like Chappie I wasn't 100% convinced by the behaviour of the characters sure. yeah. which you know maybe that's uh, you know you say it was his feature the time frame maybe yeah maybe yeah. the time frame the, the development might happen a bit too quickly I mm-hmm. think if it had been set over a longer period then those kind of changes would be a bit easier to stomach but yeah, um, other than that I think it was a very good film really yeah. enjoyed it so I'm going to go with 8.1 boom so we're kind of splitting the difference like that's 8.4 it, so. which is, and I think it deserves I mean, that. pretty, yeah very yeah, good, good film Enjoyable.
1: Aliens. (laughs) Get away from her, you bitch!
0: So, if you are too cheap to go and watch Chappie, or too lazy to go go and rent out uh, District 9, there's some other options on TV for you this weekend.
1: Indeed there are. What's coming up up first?
0: Well, first up, Friday night. Yeah. ITV. Ten forty PM, twenty to eleven, for if you prefer your times in analog. that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're analog, <laughs> if you're reading this in analog, <laughs> if you're listening to us in analog, we could do it in binary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on your wind-up radio. Um, is State of Play thriller with Ben Affleck, Russell Crowe, really, really good film. Yeah. Um, good it's part. it's uh, kind of a half conspiracy theory type film with Russell Crowe playing a journalist and Ben Affleck is a friend of his yep. who's um, a politician and it's a, it's a really good action thriller and uh, definitely worth a watch if you're in on Friday night. Big time. Which I always am. Yeah
1: me too. <laughs> Married so. <laughs> yeah not to each other. <laughs> yeah no I have a wife yeah that's not Callum. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not a prison wife. <laughs> what about Saturday early? Coming up next we're Airplane. Classic. Coming in at um. Don't call me Shirley don't call me Joe. What, what what time have we got for? Uh, that's Saturday film 4 7.15pm oh, even if you are going out get it in first this is a classic so much classic Nielsen. comedy um, yeah it's Leslie Nielsen. Um, Hayley thanked... Williams does the uh, soundtrack oh no no that's something else <laughs> um, it's to be thanked for know. inspiring my uncle Johnny to make the drinking problem joke every Christmas for the last 4 million years <laughs> so uh, no, it's, but it's loads of classic gags it is uh, like riddled with one line up gag 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 yeah. gag let, let yourself uh, enjoy and you'll be laughing the whole way. But... yeah and it's such a quotable film that you just down. be caning it yeah, and if you haven't seen it, like, you probably need it for your sort of film buff repertoire. Yeah, you To keep yeah, up exactly. with me and Cal. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah. Don't call us Charlies. Or words of <laughs> that nature. Uh, and then, obviously, on Sunday, Scream.
0: Yep, Channel 5, 11.05pm. 11. Oh. 11. Oh, Such a Channel 5. The film that started it all off. I really, really like Scream. I like, like the whole franchise. Yeah, I think... Is it well, a franchise? It's a trilogy, isn't It's a trilogy. It? trilogy. Quadrilogy? Did they make a fourth? were they making a fourth I don't know I,
1: I honestly don't know but I think they're good I, think, I really like the um, in terms of like horrors this is probably the one it's, so, it's such an archetypal horror but it's probably one of the best yeah um, well I, I just like the way that they
0: um, deal with the horror movie cliches yeah, they're and, not
1: afraid of it are they
0: yeah it's, it's a
1: pastiche of the genre but, but yet still being yeah, yeah. a good horror and yeah. obviously um, Monica from Friends she's young she's hot <laughs> watch it for that reason as <laughs> um, good a reason as any exactly
0: David Arquette that's, that's where yeah. they met At, oh, that's where it all David began Arquette. Now really? sadly divorced Shame Not that you're going to be divorced Any day no, no, Not if I sit at home Watching all these films But you <laughs> definitely should <laughs> um, Okay so Top 5 UK box office as well Let's have a look at that So number 1 In the UK box office At the moment Is another film starring Dev Patel Yes The second best exotic
1: Marigold Hotel That's it This is obviously The first film was huge yep. I really enjoyed it Did you? I didn't see it Yeah no it's good I, I mean it's it. definitely Like fun for the family like, But it's, it's still classy yeah. Incredible talent it's, A hell of a cast isn't incredible it? Incredible like, cast You can't oh, go wrong With Dame Judi Dench And Tom no, Robinson No
0: you, you can't You're obviously not Going to be able to miss With regards to the performances And things so Yeah Fantastic So I'm
1: looking forward to it Definitely So if it's doing well Then you know yeah. Number one in the box it.
0: office uh, Number two Run All Night which is hey. Liam Neeson's latest throwaway action movie <laughs> I'm sure no I've seen it I could be judging
1: uh, oh, run of the mill film he's voice run of the mill trailer how yeah. does he become typecast as I this? don't know I, there was a time when he, I'm sure he's like a respected incredible like seen as a very yeah. very good oh yeah like actor but now it just seems he's just knocking out these maybe he's just seriously bankrupt or they could just be really enjoyable to play maybe, yeah They're so much fun, fun, fun doing to it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so wait a 2nd I'm a badass taking names some getting the good girls <laughs> exactly They're like yeah that's basically it Mr specific some specific skills exactly. um,
0: number three in the UK box office at the moment is Focus
1: Okay. Yeah. Will
0: 2K Willenium bringing it back for his latest oh, film man. installment with Margot Robbie from um,
1: she's so Wolf of Wall Street did you hear that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's ridiculous but she's got a I great stage presence it. so I think just great to see her in something else Will Smith is obviously what a legend you can't not like the guy can you can you can you I love the guy yeah, and the ladies be like, "How will?"
0: <laughs> uh, number four, Sweet Frances. Mm. In fact, that was almost going to be our choice for this week instead yeah. of so Chappie, which is uh, it's Michelle Williams and Christian Sto- Scott Thomas. Yeah. it's uh, set in France as a war drama yeah. where there's a French girl who falls in love
1: with a German officer. Bit of collaboration. That's, you know, that's a hot topic. It is a hot topic. A hot topic. Now, you know, very it's, topical. It's modern, it's, <laughs> you know, 21st century, darling. Both yeah. both great actresses as well. Actors, actresses, whichever one of your yeah. feminists is saying these days. So I think that's definitely worth a watch. I'd actually quite like to see yeah, that. Yeah, let's, 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 let's go. darling. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> no, not my wife. And number five,
0: you have to do it in the UK <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Some <sighs> S&M trash. That, what does
1: that say about us as a nation? It says
0: really bad things. Yeah, I mean, have, have, you, have you been to see it? No, I haven't. Will uh, you go to see it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I I haven't heard good things. If I had heard good things, yeah, I think I generally, it, if it
1: was like generally really a good film. Yeah. why not go see it? I'm not going to not see it for the sake uh, of it. Trying to I just after, but I also can't stand Sam Taylor Wood, the director. Yeah. I really
0: don't like it. No. and unfortunately, Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. edged Chappie out of the top five. Chappie's number six. Chappie's great. That was for Definitely Fifty Shades of Grey. Not that we've seen it. Neither of us have seen don't it. Ever. call me Shirley. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Where did that come from? Well,
1: you said Shirley sometimes i wonder god ever forgive us for what we've done to each other and i look around and i realize
0: god left this place a long time ago okay so we're going to close tonight with another top five not the top five of the uk box office but top five (laughs) <laughs> worst film accents Callum Pray tell. I've been looking forward to this uh, you've know, done I, a lot of research I did a terrible one before the South African one it's kind of inspired by the fact that I know they are genuine South African accents in the film. well I shouldn't they, they are. are
1: they are they are yeah.
0: all, all of them yeah so but they come across in such a way to my English yeah a good PR is as, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> as you Heart know P, just rather. strange and grotesque so I thought <laughs> <laughs> oh Charlie's I do <laughs> you know, they just No they just They're You know They come across With quite extreme accents Yeah and, it's very noticeable Yeah so, so Yeah it's, it's a big factor Of the film For somebody who's not From South Africa yeah, It inspired the top five So it inspired it. the top five Top five Worst film accents <laughs> Now number five Starting with Pretty terrible film As well Um this is Green Street, <laughs> so bad. And Charlie Hunnam in particular—he's a Geordie, you know the guy who's now in Sons of Anarchy. So I
1: thought he was American
0: No, he's a Geordie. Bad. So oh. the main guy now in, hes yeah, so he's the main guy in Sons of Anarchy well, that's now. That's good. The that he's done that, but wow, Green Street. And he was heavily linked to being Christian Grey, actually. Wow, back day, but he never did. But his his London accent <laughs> is appalling, I'm the especially of the JSI. <laughs> <laughs>
1: especially considering that he is. From England. I know. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You should... You should we like to have a go at Americans doing a bad English accent, but this is from a fellow Brit. You
0: Stand he's... your grand and
1: fight. <laughs> I can't remember if that's his line or someone else's line,
0: but oh, bad line anyway.
1: It's a bad line.
0: So that's number five. Number cool. four, another shocking Cockney accent. Yeah. Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, good actor, but why... Just get an English guy. Just get an English guy. Just get an English Or guy. get a guy to go, we're Barney now. <laughs> Barney! Barney Rabble? Oh. Travel
1: <laughs> Oh it is oh, no Dreadful Horrendous That's accent. like from an, Like an American group Of like Today we're going to do Cockney rhyming slang <laughs> <laughs> as, if, as if someone heard that And goes Yeah that's, that's Pretty accurate Give him the role Yeah And on the whole Like a good film Good cast But Enjoy that the is a terrible accent uh,
0: Number three This would be high Because it is pro- Oh it's, it's awful But it's It's only a small Cameo appearance But Quentin Tarantino's Aussie In Django <sighs> This is genuinely terrible <laughs> But I think he um, I mean, I'm assuming it was Intentionally terrible I hope so
1: because Also why? Why? Why is he Australian? Vanity and I don't know Because that film was it's great terrible. But that was the one thing That I was like Okay I guess it's kind of A bit of comedy relief But that accent was terrible It's kind of a pointless scene as well I know he's like this. Yeah, you imagine just... everyone around him Is going like Hey Quentin About your <laughs> do, do, do we have to Like I've seen you rehearse it it's not a good accent, <laughs> yeah. but he's kept it in. Oh, God. Oh, Quentin, Quentin, Quentin.
0: But, who's so worse good things. still? Who's worse still? Uh, so, second... Yeah, number two. Again, why not just use an Englishman to play Robin Hood? <laughs> Kevin Cosner <laughs> in Prince of Thieves as Robin Hood. And also, honourable mention to Russell Crowe, who played Robin Hood as well. Also probably... But he, Max. from memory... <laughs> Awesome. I'm pretty sure he plays it with an American accent in uh... That's better. They both do, I think. That's honestly better. This could be this could be a misfire, because I haven't really... seen Prince of Thieves for a long time, but neither have I. I God. think they both pair with American accents. Oh, uh, but that is by Because in my head I'm sure there's a line where he goes, Tonight I shall be dining with my father in Nottinghamshire. <laughs>
1: Nottingham Yeah, you could be right. Which is you know but but it still could, by could by um, association it's a bad accent because Robin Hood was no yank (laughs) he was no yank no (laughs) coming in at number one and at number one
0: couldn't be anything else but give it to me Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins so good so bad so bad or Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins oh the gold standard of horrendous film accents yeah yeah, oh, that, it, that is the, that's the iconic bad accent. It is pretty. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the one. You know, you could have any number of different bad accents in films. Yeah, you know, a couple of honourable mentions: Christoph yeah. Lambert in Highlander, Sean Connery in yeah, every film he's ever done. But then, you know, there was. I've read something a while back. You know, you don't hire Sean Connery to be a Russian submarine captain like <laughs> in the Half for Red October. You hire Sean Connery to be Sean Connery. True. True enough. So we will kind of let him get away with it. But yeah, we'll um, let Sean get away with it. Um, Winona Ryder in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah yeah, that's not great either. Oh dear. There's plenty Dude. of bad. Anne Hathaway's done a terrible. I can't remember what the film was, but she
1: she does a terrible English accent as well. It's always noticeable. Well, for English people anyway. Yeah, yeah. But Dick Van Dyke, I mean, it's Dutch. It's <laughs> kind of Cockney. It's kind of it's. There's so many things at play. <laughs> so it's, it's, a mish-mash it's a smorgasbord of, <laughs> of accents. That that performance, it really is a smorgasbord
0: of terrible, <laughs> terrible accents. a well, way to sum it up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go on, Jake. I'm
1: doing you a favour. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown.
0: Well, that's it from us. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to get in touch, please email us at themoviemen at live.com or tweet us at themoviemenshow on Twitter yeah. uh, we're also about on SoundCloud and iTunes but you'll know that because you're listening to it you're on a Die White Hard, Hard. Fan. and you'll be listening to it on one of those mediums because they're the only ones we're on
1: Unless you've um, hacked us, maybe. Yeah, you could do that. I think we'd probably be happy about. It's that. my private email accounts.
0: <laughs> There's all kinds of terrible things in there.
1: Yeah, actually, don't hack Cal's email. Load of bunny load.
0: Don't click on the load of bunny links. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <dear>. so, <laughs> so thanks to you, Ollie. Hey, thanks for having me,
0: Cal. No, always Good a pleasure, job, buddy. Good job. Yeah. See you next time, my man. Well, I've been Callum O'Toole, and all I have to say is, in the words of Dick Van Dyke, "Chim chimney Chim chimney Chim Chim